Represent for January Radio. Here we go. This is what we play. 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 Play.
Good morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O Radio available in your Apple Store and Google Play Store. It is Tuesday, May 17th, turned up Tuesday. Yes, I said turned with the T at the end. Today, we're taking it to the club to celebrate Rose Solo's birthday. So we're turning up today. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at uh, me Media Moments. That's M I Media Moments. The replay will be available there for your friends and family that are not in Clubhouse and are not able to catch the live stream on QMZ Radio and Jano Radio. Now you can also listen to past airings on JanoRadio.com. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, foreign orders boost China shipbuilding firm linked to military. Ethiopia to get $300 million World Bank grant for reconstruction. Pakistan says it foiled a suspected attack against Chinese citizens. Biden approves deployment of hundreds of U.S. troops to Somalia. Turkey confirms opposition to NATO membership for Sweden, Finland. In stores out of North America, U.S. says it conducted a successful hypersonic weapon test. Fan falls through Detroit footbridge on way to Tigers game. Abbott agrees to consent decree with the FDA. Could restart plant within two weeks pending court approval. An 11-year-old girl was shot and killed by a stray bullet in the Bronx, police say. In Buffalo, Biden to confront the racism he's vowed to fight. In business and tech news, U.S. stocks close lower as investors assess signs of economic woes. Elon Musk says doubt about spam accounts could scuttle the Twitter deal. It's lit. Uber now allows users to book party buses, limos, and more. In health and science news, how to process anxiety and fear in the wake of mass shootings, and this is according to health experts. In sports news, Steph Curry graduates college 13 years after entering the NBA. Rajon Rondo, accused of pulling gun on mother of children, threatened to kill her. In the Caribbean corner, Guyana government announces new incentives for population. Street in Jamaica renamed in honor of Indian social reformer. TNT, mandatory death sentence constitutional, the Privy Council rules. In news out of Latin America, officials announce benefits for victims of Cuba hotel tragedy. Biden administration easing some U.S. restrictions on Cuba. Colombia's ELN declares 10-day ceasefire for presidential vote. Global fertilizer crunch pressures Brazil's Amazon. In Believe It or Not stories, Miami Gardens woman tells neighbors she killed her husband and buried him in her backyard father of white boy who went to black neighbor's home with whip arrested fired weapon arby's manager in washington state caught downloading disturbing child porn and admits to peeing in milkshake mix oh my gosh 
Louisiana security guard wanted for allegedly helping three teen inmates to escape. And in entertainment news, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker tie the knot. Billboard Music Awards 2022 will go over the winners. And here's what we need to look out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Tune in to Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalists' views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinedro Solo, and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. If you missed last night's conversation about love, our interpretation, you can check out the replay right here on Clubhouse and Days After Dark Club. And you can also catch it on JanoRadio.com. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosolo Show Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after the Rosolo Show, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. And the pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kevon, and he returns Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, for Freestyle Saturdays. Saturdays and Sundays, DJ Simple takes over. It's Blazing Saturdays, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, and on Sunday, it's Big People Sunday. We'll be right back after the music break with the details. Here is Tyga, G-Eazy, and Rich the Kid. Girls have fun. It is turned up. Tuesday. Thank you for being here. Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can I have some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. It's your birthday, can I some? I'm the cream with a crop, and I know you want some. Yeah, I did it, and it can be undone. Hundreds on my lap, and she wanna lump some. Bahama, mama, and she mix it with the rum. West side, so the beat dump. Break the weed down to a tree stump. Tell her, get up on my face, go be some. And I need my respect, that's just how I'm coming. I've been growing with the money since young money. Money bitches want it all, can't get none from me. Baby, hello, make your wiggle like jello. I like them yellow, thick, black, and ghetto. Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can I have some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. It's your birthday, can I get you some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can I have some? Stick out your tongue. Girls wanna have fun. Yeah. It's your birthday, can I get you some? Make it clap, sit down on my lap, make her bring it back. Bet that, bet that, I might crash that, smash that. It's the birthday, she got the cake, she got the cake. She gon' stick her tongue out for a taste. For a taste. She gon' fall in love, she see the race. All the mob spaghetti in the face. What? She wanna have fun, let her friend come. Let her friend come. It ain't her birthday, but she wants some. She want some. Girls stop playing with the baby, let me stick it. Let me stick it. Kiss me on your birthday, I might lick it. I might lick it. All these girls just wanna have fun, have fun. It's a coupe, put the roof in the trunk. Rich! 
Hey, stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can a nigga have some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. It's your birthday, can a nigga get you some? Hey, stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can a nigga have some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. It's your birthday, can a nigga get you some? And girls just wanna have fun. Stick out her tongue, can I, can I have some? I come from the bay where they really go dumb. I'm Gerald, I ain't just anyone. Yeah. Oh. Instagram DM a video she in Better not post, I'm the only one seeing Stick out her tongue where she tryna put me in Mixed light skin, says she black and Korean She go, she go I'm different, but we know. we know My diamonds are San Pellegrino She said she need blow, she roll up a C-no But slow down, little baby, you going Pacino Hey, stick Why? out your tongue, girls wanna have fun Ay. Stick out your tongue, can a nigga have some Ay. Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun Ay. It's your birthday, can a nigga get you some Ay. Ay. Stick out your tongue Girls wanna have fun. Stick out your tongue, can a have some? Stick out your tongue, girls wanna have fun. It's your birthday, can a get you some? Baby, hello, make your wiggle like jello. Baby, hello, make your wiggle like. Baby, hello, make your wiggle like jello. I like them yellow, thick, black, and ghetto. This is the beginning of a revolution. The voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. It's a little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you're checking out. John O Radio. John O Radio. Good morning to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I appreciate you all. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. Welcome to Coffee and Toe. World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And now it is time for the details, and we're starting off with international news. Ship Chinese shipyards that are at the heart of Beijing's drive to modernize its navy are also seeing orders and technology transfer worth billions of dollars from commercial shipping companies in dealings that researchers say could inadvertently help the Chinese military's modernization plans. The Center for Strategic and International Studies, CSIS, says the evidence suggests profits from foreign orders are probably helping lower the costs of upgrading China's navy. China is the biggest builder of large ocean-going vessels in the world, and its top shipyard, China State Shipbuilding Corporation, controls 21.5% of the global commercial shipbuilding market. It also produces warships for the Chinese Navy, and CSIS says that is a risk, especially given the lack of transparency about shipbuilding companies and their work with the military. CSSC is a linchpin in Beijing's military-civil fusion strategy which aims to upgrade the People's Liberation Army and level up China's military science and technology industries while simultaneously strengthening instruments of national power across the board. This is according to a think tank, and it was published in a paper last month. That's pretty interesting. I was not aware of the how um, involved China was in making ships, not just for themselves, but for other countries as well. Interesting. How do you control what they use and do not use as far as your information is concerned? 
can't really control that. Ethiopia and the World Bank have signed a pact for a grant of $300 million. This grant is to assist reconstruction and recovery in conflict-hit areas, the finance ministry said. Fighting that erupted in the northern region of Tigray in November 2020 and spilled over into neighboring Afar and Amhara last year has eased since a unilateral ceasefire was declared by the federal government in March. The resource will be used to finance the activities designed to support basic services. This is according to a statement made by the ministry. Services that stand to benefit are education, health, water supply, and a special effort to support survivors of gender-based violence in conflict-hit areas. Areas in Amhara, Afar, Tigray, and the regions of Oromia and Benishangul-Gumuz are targeted to receive the funds, adding that the government would sign up with third-party organizations to execute the project in high-conflict areas. My hope is that the grant, of course, we all understand that grant is money that doesn't have to be paid back, will actually go to the causes, the intended causes, and that development and reconstruction will actually take place. You know, I think we're all too familiar with how grant money tends to go globally. Pakistani police say they have arrested a would-be suicide bomber who planned to blow herself up near a convoy of Chinese nationals along the China-Pakistan economic corridor, a police statement has said. Monday's arrest came two weeks after a woman's suicide bomber blew herself up on a university campus in the southern port city of Karachi, killing three Chinese teachers and their Pakistani driver. Police arrested the woman in southwestern Balochistan province that borders Afghanistan and Iran, the statement said. She belongs to the separatist Baloch Liberation Army, the BLA. This army has started using women fighters as suicide bombers, police said. A new phenomenon for counterterrorism police who are more used to dealing with such attacks by hardline groups. Police recovered explosives and detonators from the woman and investigated her, revealing her plans to target Chinese nationals. No other evidence was produced to support their accusation. Monday's arrest came hours before Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif, in a telephone conversation with his Chinese counterpart, Lee, conveyed his condolences over the April killings and promised maximum security for thousands of Chinese working in Pakistan. United States President Joe Biden has authorized the deployment of American troops to Somalia, reversing a decision by his predecessor Donald Trump last year to remove nearly all forces that had been operating there. The White House on Monday confirmed Biden's decision, which was based on a request made by U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. It was first reported by the New York Times. The president has approved a request from the Secretary of Defense to reestablish a persistent U.S. military presence in Somalia to enable a more effective fight against al-Shabaab, which has increased in strength and proposed a heightened threat. This is according to White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. This is a repositioning of forces already in theater who have traveled in and out of Somalia on an episodic basis since the previous administration made the decision to withdraw. 
Prior to Trump's withdrawal, the United States had about 700 troops in Somalia focused on helping local forces defeat al-Shabaab. The U.S. military has also occasionally carried out strikes in the country and has had troops in nearby countries. The New York Times reported um, that there has been a sighting, an official saying the U.S. decision was approved in early May and would include the deployment of no more than 450 troops. Turkey confirms opposition to NATO membership for Sweden and Finland. President Recep Tayyip has confirmed Turkey's opposition to NATO membership for Finland and Sweden, shooting down a proposal by the Nordic countries to send delegations to Ankara to address the matter. We will not say yes to those countries who apply sanctions to Turkey to join security organization NATO. Hmm. Turkey also accused the two bidding nations of harboring terror groups, including the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the PKK, which is blacklisted by Ankara, the European Union, and the United States. Neither of the countries have a clear stance against terror organizations. How can we trust them? Justice Ministry sources told the state news agency Anadolu on Monday that Sweden and Finland had failed to respond positively to Turkey's three extradition requests over the past five years. Ankara wanted individuals that are either accused of having links to the PKK and ally groups or of belonging to a movement blamed for the attempted overthrow of Erdogan in 2016, the agents reported. Turkey has rebuked Stockholm, especially for showing what it describes as leniency towards the PKK, which has waged an armed uprising against the Turkish state since 1984. The Swedish foreign minister said earlier on Monday that senior representatives of Sweden and Finland were planning to travel to Turkey for talks to address Ankara's objections. As I'm reading this, I'm remembering um, looking at the map. And I know I've said this before several times. But after looking at the map and then seeing someone on TikTok saying what I was saying, I was like, okay, so I'm not the only one thinking, having this train of thought. I don't see the issue, quite frankly, <laughs> if any of these countries join NATO because Russia feels that that will put the U.S. military on their border. The distance between Russia and the U.S. is 55 miles, folks. That's the distance between um, Alaska and Russia. Now remember Russia was once the owners of um, Alaska and the US bought it from Russia centuries ago. When it's winter and it's frozen you have that tundra weather. Now there are two islands between Russia and Alaska. The larger island belongs to Russia the smaller island belongs to the U.S. They have the same name, kind of um, similar to the Cayman Islands where you have Grand Cayman and Little Cayman, all right? So these two islands have the same name. One belongs to Russia, one belongs to the U.S. Now, wintertime, tundra weather, frozen. All the water is frozen. That narrows the gap between Russia and 
the U.S. Actually, Russia and U.S. only stand two and a half miles apart. So, if the U.S. wanted to attack Russia, it's right there. It's, it's right there. It's literally right there. But we're focused on Ukraine, Poland, Turkey, um, and all these other countries that are in close proximity to Russia, Sweden, Finland. So, of course, now I'm asking, what's really going on? There's a difference, though, Michelle. Go ahead, O'Neill. Go right ahead. I mean, there's a difference. So, I mean, the information they just give about the island is new to me. But um, when you when you are in geopolitics, it's about covert. It's more about the covert um, operations. When you are bordered by countries that are sovereign. Um, like Finland, like um, Poland, and all these other countries that have their own sovereignty, um, <clears throat> having having a border two and a half miles on an island, I mean, you're able to police that border directly. So Russia would have been able to police that border, having their troops on that borderline, America on the other side. When you have countries that are sovereign that borders you, um, it's, it's a covert operation. It's the ability for your enemy to use those states to covertly attack. It's, it's, it's easier for you to cite an attack on, on a border that is clearly defined mm -hmm. than on a border that is, that is, that is, that is covert. It's, it's camouflaged. You're pretty much, um, you could infuse um, and disguise easier through a foreign sovereign country to get to Russia. Hence why it's more important for Russia to know the other, on the stretch of their borders um, with these other countries to have more clarity on what's happening on, on those borders with those countries. So it's really just about diplomacy and geopolitics mm -hmm. and, um, and trust. So it's easier for you to police that short border that you have on the island mm -hmm. than to police put police your long border with people that may pretend to be your friend, but then they are cohorting with your enemy. Mm. So I think that is more the reason for the focus on what these other countries are doing versus the open border that they would have had with the United States on that island. Okay. Thank you, Neil. That that makes sense. That does make sense. I appreciate. Because I was always wondering what's the big deal? Because if the U.S. wanted to attack, they could attack from the east and could attack from the west, right? Um, of course, the attack I'm thinking from the east would be more from military ships, right? Because of the body of water. So that's what that was my thinking, O'Neill. Like, what's the big deal, right? They're they're right there, you know. But thank you for explaining it. I never looked at it that way. And that's what I love about this space. You know, we're able to see things from different perspectives and gain a broader understanding um, and gain insight. So I do appreciate it. Those were our stories or international stories. When we return from the break, we will have stories out of North America. Here is Sweetie Tap In and it is Turned Up Tuesday. Um, I don't know why I'm selecting that song. <laughs> 
It has turned up Tuesday, and of course, we're taking it to the club to celebrate Rose Solo's birthday. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Getting money, get rich, baby, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. MLB, icy gang, better tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Wrist on glitter, waist on thinner. I'ma show you how to bag an eight figure. Good morning to all of our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Thank you for coming to Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today, we're celebrating Rose Solo's birthday. You just heard Saweetie tap in, so we're taking it to the club. It's Turned Up Tuesday. Um, you're going to be hearing a lot of um, strip club bangers. So, you know, <laughs> just if you feel like moving, move. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. You know, you'll burn some calories, too, because that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting and dancing and enjoying the music. And now for stories out of North America. U.S. says it conducted a successful hypersonic weapon test. I guess it's testing season for everyone. The United States Air Force says it has conducted a successful test of a hypersonic weapon, which flew at five times the speed of sound. The test was conducted on Saturday off the coast of Southern California when a B-52 bomber released an air-launched rapid response weapon, ARRW, the Air Force said in a statement on Monday. Following separation from the aircraft, the ARRW's booster ignited and burned for expected duration, achieving hypersonic speeds five times greater than the speed of sound. The U.S. also said it tested a successful 
hypersonic missile in mid-March, while the Washington-led AUKUS alliance, which also includes the United Kingdom and Australia, has announced plans to work together to develop the high-speed weapons. The U.S. and its allies are not alone in developing hypersonic weapons whose speed and maneuverability make them difficult to track and intercept. When you have these tests going off in the ocean, um, doesn't it affect wildlife, ocean life? Because when these, do these um, missiles explode or do they just, um, what happens to them? I'm not familiar. I really don't know what happens to these um, weapons that they fire off in the ocean. Is it affecting coral reefs? Is it affecting, um, yeah, the sea life? I, I, I just wonder, you know, because time and time again, you will hear about um, sea lions showing up dead, large schools of fish showing up dead, and they're all unexplained. But with all these tests going off in the water, I'm sure that is the result of what's going on. We spend billions of dollars, well, trillions over the years, ruining the earth. That's what we're doing. Every time we do a test, we're adding more damage. We're damaging the very environment that we rely on for food, for sustenance. Testing, testing, wow. I guess it's test season. Korea's done what, 16, North Korea, let me be very specific. North Korea did 16 tests so far this year. The U.S. is talking about one that was done in mid-March and another one who to tell. There are probably more that we haven't heard about. India, testing. Pakistan, testing. Everybody's testing. One of, the, one of these days, the ocean is just going to say, enough. Then you wonder why we have tsunamis too. A man walking on a footbridge to a Detroit Tigers game said he fell 15 feet to the ground when part of the concrete collapsed. He, he better be grateful to be alive. Eli Hydes said the incident occurred May 9, but the bridge still was open until the Detroit News reached out to the State Transportation Department on Sunday. The Spruce Street pedestrian bridge is above M10, also known as the Lodge Freeway. Hydes said he was walking to Comerica Park with a friend when the bridge just collapsed under his feet. He remembers thinking, I hope I'm not over the freeway. He landed about six feet from the traffic. After he hit the ground, he said he got the wind knocked out of him pretty good. He informed police, then resumed his walk to the Tigers game, a 2-0 loss to Oakland. Hydes went to a hospital a few days later, says he's just a giant walking bruise right now. The transportation department said it was not aware of the hole in the bridge until notified by the paper. This Bruce pedestrian bridge was built in 1953 and based on its age and condition, it is on a yearly detailed bridge inspection that is due this month. Listen, 
hide. Be thankful. 15 feet. Wow. Six feet away from traffic. Be thankful. Be thankful. And got up and went to the game. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. And got up and went to the game. That's blessing. Yeah. Sorry. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday, Russell. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for listening to my. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I'm sorry. These people really think I'm really working today. So I'm trying to take care of that so they get the point that I'm not working. But good morning, everyone. Yeah, tell them you're in the club. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I Thank you, Pez. I love you. We love, love you too. Of course, it's blessings upon blessings upon blessings. <laughs> I think that someone else opened their mic. Okay, so let me keep it moving. Abbott agrees to consent decree with FDA. Could restart plants within two weeks pending a court approval. The baby formula manufacturer at the heart of a nationwide formula recall said Monday that it has reached an agreement with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to enter into a consent decree, a legally binding agreement that would require the company to take certain steps in response to violations found at its Sturgis, Michigan facility. If a court approves the agreement, the company says, it could restart the site within two weeks. It would first resume the production of its specialty metabolic form formulas, Elicare, and Alimentum, followed by Similac and other formulas. After Abbott restarts the site, it will take six to eight weeks for the products to reach store shelves. The Justice Department said Monday that it had filed the proposed consent decree in federal court. Abbott said it submitted a corrective action to the FDA on April 8. But even before this formal response, it had been working on improvements, including reviewing and updating education, training, and safety procedures for employees and visitors, and updating protocols regarding water, cleaning, and maintenance procedures at the facility. Additionally, Abbott said it immediately took actions to address the items that the FDA raised at the conclusion of its inspection. Let me say this. You can't get too big for your britches if that statement makes sense. As your company grows, you should always see to it that quality standards are being met. Because one break in the flow of things can cause a trickle-down, snowball, domino, however you want to term it, effect. Share carelessness. A lot of times companies feel that, oh, they, they're so big that they can sidestep certain procedures. It's okay. No, it's not. The bigger you get, whether you own a company or you are your walking brand, you have to do a quality assessment every step of the way, each and every day. That's the only way you're going to stay on top of things. That's the only way. So I hope this is a lesson to Abbott because it has caused a lot of um, panic amongst the mothers, especially 
uh, with babies between zero to six months who rely heavily on baby formula. So Abbott, I hope you've learned your lesson. Check, double check, triple check. You can't check enough. The question though, the people who um, were affected by the shutdown, meaning the employees, were they still getting paid? I don't know. I didn't see that anywhere. I would love to know. I hope they're still they were still getting paid. Um, an 11-year-old girl died Monday night after being struck by a stray bullet on the streets of the Bronx in New York City, the New York Police Department announced. The girl was shot in the abdomen when a man on a scooter attempted to shoot another person running down the street. NYPD Assistant Chief Philip Rivera said at a news conference, a bullet struck the young girl instead of the intended target, he said. The girl was taken to the hospital in critical condition but later died from her injuries. At the time of the shooting around 4.50 p.m. on Monday, two men on an electric scooter were chasing another man down Fox Street. The man riding on the back of the scooter fired at the man fleeing on foot and instead fatally struck the young girl. Police are looking for the shooter as well as the man driving the scooter and the intended target of the bullet. NYPD released surveillance footage of the suspects and are asking the police for any information related to the crime. This is very, very difficult for us to accept, said Deputy Chief Timothy McCormack. This is the second child that has been shot in the borough this year, an 11-month-old and now an 11-year-old. It is troubling that this is happening in our society today. The shooting comes as New York City is grappling with a 41% increase in overall major crime so far in 2022 compared to the same period last year. There have been more than 520 shooting victims in the city so far this year. The victims include, of course, we just mentioned the 11-month-old girl who was shot in the face, and that is while sitting in a parked car with her mother. Last month, the city was racked by a mass shooting in which a gunman fired more than 30 shots in a crowded subway car, shooting 10 commuters and causing 19 others to be injured in the ensuing panic. At the beginning of the year, New York City Mayor Eric Adams unveiled an ambitious plan to combat gun violence in the city, which included initiatives to increase patrol officer presence on the streets, combat the flow of guns into the city, and encourage prosecutors to move forward with gun charges more quickly. Well, cameras certainly aren't working because um, cameras are there. Surveillance cameras are there and people don't care. They really don't care. Um, what is it going to take? What is it going to take for those seeking vengeance, for those who have vendettas? Do we stop and think before acting? Clearly, no, we're not. It's, the U.S. is like the wild, wild west. Literally. The wild, wild west. Uh, good morning. Good morning, um, Empress. Happy birthday, Rosolo. I wonder where your, uh, your dancing uh, profile picture. That's what I get in my head now. I'm thinking about your birthday, the one where you're dancing in the club. Um, but the, the, 
the issue is being in Brooklyn, you can feel it, right? And it's really, it's really um, challenging to see and to witness and people being on edge and even in spaces that used to be feel safe. And I wonder if it's just not only New York, if it's just all over the country. And in some ways, yes, right? Um, and I, and I, and it's, and I wonder how it is for other people in the city and in, in the, across the country. And that's really what I want to ask because it just feels really intense. And I belong to na- neighborhood um, groups like on Facebook. Um, and it's just like the reports uh, of things that are happening. And a friend of mine and I were just talking about how people are just, um, no one should be hurt, but I, there's something about how people are just abusing older adults as well. That's just not, um, this just feels wrong, you know, and then uh, the, the most vulnerable, the children, the older adults are also being affected. Um, and it just shows a, a light on the plight of what's going on. So I just wanted to know, is it only, is this increase happening in New York? Cause it feels like, oh my gosh, what's going on with New York? And I wonder if it's like, across the country where it's just a rise in crime i don't think it's just new york um empress i think it's all over um it's just what we're hearing about because you have so many um local media outlets right and um if we were to sit down and talk about the or bring up every single story that happens we'd be here 24 hours it would be an hourly, if not a half hour update throughout the day, literally. Probably, every, yeah, hourly updates. And you, you'd just be going through the country. And probably you start in Florida, go all the way up the East Coast. Then you cut across to the West, come down. You know, you're just going from uh, state to state, city to city, town to town. It's everywhere, if you ask me. We're just not hearing about um, a lot of the areas because the media outlets tend to focus on the metropolis areas, New York, Chicago, LA. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that every time you hear of an incident, you feel some amount of fear, right? Um, it's unsettling. You're leaving your home, and you don't know if you're going to make it back. You don't even know if you're going to get to your destination. But at the same time, we cannot operate in fair because then you become crippled. Now, I know that in New York, the mayor did say that they um, have an ambitious plan to combat gun violence, but is it working? Do you think it's working? I'm not up there in New York. I don't know. But when you turn on the news, are you hearing the stories just the same? Has there been any reduction into the number of um, incidents that you hear when you listen to the various news outlets? Is everything being reported? That ambitious plan, how effective is it? Did they give themselves 
did the mayor give himself and the department a timeline within which to review? Okay, we're going to do a 30-day review, 60-day review, 90-day review. Let us see what the percentage decrease is. Let's look at the statistics and let us see if what we're doing is effective. If not, we have to go back to the drawing board and come up with another plan. Involve the citizens. Don't just be the ones because you're the leaders or you're the ones in the department, but involve your citizens in the plan. Ask them for their input. Hear what they have to say. They may have reasonable um, solutions too. But it's ongoing and it's everywhere, Empress. It is everywhere. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Chief. How are you? I'm beautiful. Happy birthday to the wonderful queen in the house. Um, I just wanted to comment on that topic. I, and I, I'm speaking from experience. I can tell you factually that these things don't, they don't happen, right? These, these solution-based me measures mm -hmm. don't manifest because we don't think about crime as a business. Right? We don't think about it as sources of funding for certain departments, right? I learned this a long time ago because I was part of an organization that almost had a gang truce. And two days before the gang truce, the heads of one gang, the head of one gang gets assassinated in broad daylight. The other one gets indicted for drug trafficking. Like the timing was just, was ridiculous, right? Then I had a politician, a local politician, come to my house and explain to me, he said, you do realize you're public enemy number one right now. I said, what are you talking about? He said, if you, if you successfully have a gang truce, what is going to happen is you could potentially eliminate an entire department of law enforcement, which is the gang task force unit, because they rely on crime to get funding without crime. Without these murders, without these homicides that are that are based in whether it's narcotics, gang, or otherwise, it, uh, we gonna, we're going to have to realize that it is a business, and that's why they reject OIMs, you know, uh, independent monitor, or, you know, uh, or community-based policing. From our perspective, right, what works for us, it is a business. It is a big business, and that's why you see these this slow movement and these delays and the re repetition of policies and procedures that never change right we're still talking about police reform we've been doing it for decades but it's because we're not looking at it from a from the standpoint of well wait a minute who has who gains who benefits from this who gains to benefit and we know who's suffering but who gains to benefit and what are those benefits so we have to be very scientific in how we perceive these issues when they happen because for us it's tragic for other people it's business so I'll lay my plane there. I just wanted to give some input on that. Thank you so much, Chief. And I'm checking the chat for comments. Um, the residents have spoken. They elected the mayor. Thank you for that, um, Sinet. Yeah, that's how we, we, we speak, right? Through votes. Yeah. We make our feelings known. <laughs> um, yeah. But how long before we speak again? Um, I read somewhere, I can't remember which news source it was, but um, it wasn't in the States, I will say that. The, the article is from, I think it's another Caribbean island. 
what was it a country in Africa? That doesn't matter. What matters is what was state what was stated. Very poignant statement. Um, if you don't perform, we replace you. And we're not waiting for another election to replace you. We're calling for an election and we replace you because politicians need to stop feeling comfortable. You um, mention a game plan. We as citizens need to follow through and follow up and hold you accountable. Now, I'm not sure how long has the mayor been in office in New York? How long has he been in? Are you able to say Empress? Since January. Okay, so he's fairly new. He's new. Okay. What is a reasonable amount of time that the residents of New York are willing to give him to make some kind of change? What would you it's, hopefully, it's not a, hopefully it's not a matter of time. Hopefully people have like you just says you just said the most brilliant thing, right? With that everybody should focus on with pre pre election, right? Which is accountability. So you got certain certain communities that are successful because they have what they call a cap program or community agreement pact, where the community gets together and say, Hey, to get our vote, you need to sign this agreement. Sign this pact saying that you're going to fulfill these are our mission. This is our mission. These are the goals. These are the things we want to be transformed in our community. That is part of our pact. If you violate that pact, we will remove you from office. Like that agreement is is profound and it works. We did we did it here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so you have to. We have to have those. That, what you just said is everything. When you do that, we can transform politi- local politics in a way like we've never seen. But we seldom put ourselves in a position to do that because we feel so disenfranchised and we haven't seen how it works. We don't, we don't believe that it works and it will never work until we enforce accountability. So you're right on. I mean, yeah. Hold on one second. Sunet started speaking first. Let's go with Sunet. And really really quickly, unfortunately, New York city does not have a recall program. Not that I'm aware of when I lived there. So that's like California has it. You're saying Tulsa, Oklahoma now has it. But New York City does not have a mayoral or a election recall system, as far as I remember. Empress, am I correct? Yeah, I, I don't know of that either. And it's a whole, it's culturally so different in terms of, you know, all that's going on. But yeah, to my knowledge, there isn't a recall set up. Hmm. So you're stuck with it. Go ahead, naturalist. Go right ahead. Good morning. As you guys are here talking about uh, the mayor of the city, he happens to be the commencement speaker at my daughter's uh, graduation yesterday. And I'll tell you something. My daughter didn't, know, didn't want to go in the first place because she really don't believe in anything that he, he, he's doing. But his speech was disconnected. Um, it, it didn't motivate motivate anyone. I don't. I I did not think he said a genuine thing in all that that he um he, he stated. Because every time I looked at him, all I saw was the the black person or the black mayor that gave black folks hope. I don't know why we always fall for this 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 hope thing, but anyway, it gave black folks hope that uh, things would be different in the city. And some of the first thing that he has done since he's mayor is revert to some of the same tactics that were totally, um, you know, disproportionately affecting the minority community as far as we're policing and so on and so forth. 
So, do you do you, do you give him some more time? Uh, me personally, no. But I don't think there's a recall as someone stated stated earlier. Um, but you have to also look at this: if you have the full endorsement of uh, the police department, um, major political figures, uh, that's right. They should be a red flag. Because mm. all these folks are not, and I'm not going to support him if he was really a revolutionary, going to do some things that really shake things up. Yeah, so that's right. We, that's we, right. We, we, they, they got what they, what they, they, they got, they got a bag of goods. Mm. And unfortunately, and I, and I think that the time has come when us as black folks uh, stop voting on emotion, meaning that oh, because they are black, it doesn't mean that that they are right. Just look at Clarence Thomas, right, I'll land right there. Good point. But um, DJ Naturalist, well, congratulations for your daughter's graduation. The thing about it is that I think you are so on point about about him. Um, I was speaking to my parents about it, and they were like, you know, let's give him time. But in terms of your assessment, I feel that same way. In terms of, uh, you know, the movie The Manchurian Candidate, um, where the, 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 the politician was just like, um the puppet right um since this is on replay i'm just gonna say that may be what's going on but i also think what you said about the 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 point about um about uh who you know promoted him who um endorsed him that is something that we need to pay attention to. But I do want to say it did not begin with him. Um, there were things that were happening in the previous administration that drove a lot of people out from the city. And when you walk down the city, when you looked in, in the, you know, in the financial district, it's like, it's like so barren. Um, there is not a lot of movement happening. So you have is it's a layered situation. Right. And when you have certain things where you have uh, people who kind of balance the energy, that's how I speak, right, of the city out. They've moved to Florida. They've moved, moved to Atlanta. They've moved to other places because of certain things that were coming down the pike. Um, and you're having people. I don't the unemployment rate in the, the city was very high at some point. It was higher than the national average. You're having. Um, someone who's not catering to the basic needs of people, right? And who are, uh, adhere to these bigger corporations or people, then you're having, uh, attention, you're having disconnect. And I didn't listen. I don't think really, I can't speak. I can speak for people who I, who I roll with people who I know, no black person that I know were excited about him. Like, honestly, because Eric, he's been in office for a very long time as a Brooklyn, um, um, Brooklyn borough president. So if you know, you know, um, but again, you know, politics is what it is. And I didn't expect anything to shift or change because he, as, um, who happens to be black was in office. And that's just my opinion on it. Um, yeah, I, I, I land right there. But I, I, I think that it's such a layered situation, but it's something that's going on across this, the country. And, and we really have to take a, a look at 
what needs to change. And I'm sorry I was on the phone when you were speaking moments. I know that you were <laughs> answering my question, but a friend called me right at the same time. Okay. I needed to speak to her. Yeah. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you all. Great points made by everyone. But yeah, we, we really have to revisit how we vote. And as naturalist pointed out, which is very true, a lot of us do vote based off of sentiment. And we need to stop it. We really need to stop it. We are giving people an opportunity based on affection. Because the person looks like me. Or they're from the same community that I'm from. That should not be the premise on which someone is given the opportunity. And yes, I'm using that word because we are giving them the opportunity. And we need to remind the elected officials that we have given them an opportunity. Because far too often we stand in lines and we vote based off of sentiment. Oh, I like them. Oh, they're one of us. We give them an opportunity and they only end up becoming a fixture. No longer an asset to our communities, but a liability. Puppets on strings. Mom Go right ahead. Moments. I would also I would also add to what you just said. A good, a good part of that, you know, outside of uh, um, just, you know, just knowing a person or having, you know, favoring a person on a personal level, it's a lot of it is really political illiteracy, right? And our, our inability to feel empowered as it relates to how we understand politics, right? So people who are politically uninformed, who don't understand politics, <laughs> they, they 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 tend to you know vote for the trick and so I, you know having political literacy is a big part of it i believe agreed and it's important that if we are not politically educated we garner that information and we pass it on to the generations that come behind us and when having conversation we see how we can educate someone else. Let's talk about changing the landscape rather than, you know, talking crap. If we decide, okay, at least one um, hour out of our day, 30 minutes out of our day, we're going to have what I would refer to as fruitful conversation, conversation with substance, then let's do that. We get the opportunity to do that here for three hours every day. And believe me, I am grateful because as I have said before, I have learned a lot right here in the space because everybody has someone has something, sorry, to offer perspectives, insight, experience. And that's how we grow our communities and the community at large, spending time talking about things of substance. We can't spend every day, all day, just talking about um, things that are not really taking us anywhere. But we need to have conversation that is effective. When Joe Biden talks about his decision to run against President Donald Trump in 2020, the story always starts with Charlottesville. He says it was the men with torches shouting bigoted slogans that drove him to join what he calls the battle for the soul of America. 
Now, Biden is facing the latest deadly manifestation of hatred after a white supremacist targeted black people with an assault rifle at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, and left 10 people dead, the most lethal racist attack since he took office. The president and first lady, Jill Biden, are to visit the city today, where their first stop will be a makeshift memorial outside the supermarket. They are also expected to meet privately with families of the victims, first responders, and local officials before the president delivers public remarks. In a speech at a nearby community center, Biden plans to call for stricter gun laws and urge Americans to reject racism and embrace the nation's diversity. It's a message that Biden has delivered several times since he became the first president to specifically address white supremacy in an inaugural speech, calling it domestic terrorism that we must confront. However, such beliefs remain an entrenched threat at a time when his administration has been preoccupied with crises involving the pandemic, inflation, and the war in Ukraine. It's important for him to show up for the families and the community and express his condolences, said Derek Johnson, the president of the NAACP, but we're more concerned with preventing this from happening in the future. It's unclear how Biden will try to do that. Proposals for new gun restrictions have routinely been blocked by Republicans. In addition, the racism that was spouted in Charlottesville, Virginia, appears to have only spread. And I got a clip from Andel. Andel, thank you so much for sending this over. I'm going to play uh, this. Live on the line with us. Leticia, if you're there, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, you were working inside of the Tops Market. I believe you were an assistant manager there. Uh, can you walk us through what you saw this afternoon? I didn't really see much at all. I just heard the gunshots and just dropped down to the ground and just waited for him to stop. And he just wouldn't stop. So I tried to call 911 and I was whispering because I could hear him close by. And when I whispered on the phone to 911, the, the dispatcher would start yelling at me saying, why are you whispering? You don't have to whisper. And I'm trying to tell her, like, ma'am, he's in the story. He's shooting as an active shooter. I, I'm scared for my life. And she said something crazy to me, and then she hung up in my face. And I had to call my boyfriend and tell him to call 911. Hmm, well, that is certainly unfortunate, Leticia. Uh, Someone uh, who is... So, how do we fix that? Why is that happening in the first place? So we're seeing issues at all levels, at the various tiers, right? Within the public sector. Someone is calling you 911. You're the 911 operator. The minute you hear somebody whispering, that should tell you that this person is probably crouched somewhere trying to protect themselves from imminent danger. So is it lack of training or you just don't care? And if it's a case that you don't care, you need to be weeded out. A culling process needs to take place. Now, if it's a matter that you lack training, the department heads need to be held accountable. Why is it that these people aren't being trained? Now, I am no 911 operator. I have never gone to training. 
But there's a thing called common sense. If I am a 911 operator and someone calls in and they're whispering, for me, I would be even on more of a higher alert and want to resolve quickly, dispatch people out quickly. But no, you hang up the phone. Therein lies part of the problem, folks. This has been an issue that's happened. Um, I, I saw when this was posted, um, and supposedly this is something that the in Buffalo they have an issue with the 911 dispatch. Um, and I don't know how it's, you know, what it breaks down to, but I can say this. Being someone who went to school upstate New York, you would think you were in the middle of rural Appalachia or, you know, somewhere where there's this idea of like, it's very segregated. And I think one of the things that we need to pay attention to and, I, and, and what we don't pay attention to is what is going on for poor whites. Now, it may sound odd, but there is a tie there where they're often disenfranchised, right? And what you see on the screens is like, oh, people of color, people of color. And a lot of these white nationalists are taking advantage of people who are um, feeling disenfranchised. Because at the end of the day, there's a racial undertone, but it's really also a breakdown in class. And you're having this whole thing about uh, white nationalism is connected to that. Mm -hmm. And we have to pay attention to the plight of people who are facing poverty in this country to really deal with some of the issues. Now, you know, I'm one of the first person to talk about race, but I'm talking about the, the issue that a lot of what's going on in this country is about poverty and people who are underpaid, you know? And so you have people who on, on certain places who are so yes there's this issue that needs to be addressed about the 911 dispatcher but the large issue about what's going on um is about people who are not getting their basic needs met and there's also hate and there's also that needs to be addressed but i feel like there's a recruitment happening for poor whites um, and, 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 and especially with um, conservative media who are talking about these people are taking over, right? And it's this whole thing that there are a lot of poor whites who have more in common with people of color than they want to admit. So it's a, it's a layered thing, you know, and I can go on about it and I don't want to and I'm not going to do that. What I'm saying is... <laughs> The, the issue here is what is happening for people who are experiencing poverty. In Buffalo, the rate of poverty is high. He, now, he did travel over from another space, but there is something about the way in which people from certain regions are treated, specifically in certain parts of this country. When you go to upstate New York, depending on where you live, you're treated very differently. And the separation of support and care is treated differently. So that 911 dispatcher might have seen where the person was calling from and making assumptions, which happens quite a bit in upstate New York. So I feel like for me, how I see it, it all ties together about how people, 
treat people who experience poverty, who who are low income, you know, and and what are we going to do about it? Valid point. Very valid point. Because as you were saying that, I was thinking back to the elections, the general elections. And a vast majority of the areas that voted red <laughs> were the areas where they um, still have pit toilets, were the areas where people don't know how to construct a sentence. Yeah, those poor white folks. You're right, Empress. You do have a valid point. And unfortunately, poverty, lack of education, is the perfect breeding ground for those who want to push a false narrative, who want to make people feel better about themselves by planting seeds of hate in them. So you have a very valid point. Thank you for raising that, right? Here is what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinatra, Rose Solo, and Marlin at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. If you missed last night's conversation about love, your interpretation of it, you can catch the replay here on Clubhouse in Days After Dark, as well as on JanoRadio.com. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo for the Rosolo Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Right after the Rosolo Show, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesday, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic, Thursdays 5 to 7 p.m. And then start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays, every Friday 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mixmaster Kevon. And he returns on Saturday 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Freestyle Saturday. Saturday afternoon, it's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple. And he returns on Sunday Big, with Big People Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern, both days. Coming up after the music break, we have business and tech news, health and science news. Here is Jeremiah featuring 50 Cent, Down On Me. It is Turned Up Tuesday, right here on Coffee Until, as we celebrate Rose Solo's birthday. Okay, she headed to the dance floor and she slowly start to popping it. Something like my wrist piece, everybody got to watching it. Girl, you got that secret treasure, I'm gon' put a lock on it. Don't care what they say, I would be stupid to be not owning this bitch. 
Heard you got that sticky. Let's go and take nine shots. We'll just call it 50. And I gonna lick it, lick it, lick it till the hickey. Had, had, had that river running. Keep you gunning till you empty. Bang, 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 bang. Oh, oh, you look so sweet. What you working, Alice? Look at your physique. Girl, you are a beauty. Well, well, I am a beast. They must have been tripping to have left me off a leash. I like the way you grind with that booty on me. Shorty, you were down while you looking lonely. Party jumping, show this shit's a perfect tissue. She rock her hips and roll her hips and drop it down like it's nothing. She shit just like an hourglass. You see how fast an hour pass. Time flies when I'm on that ass, but I won't put our shit on blast. Work it like a pro, sit and watch it go. Do a thing out on the floor. She bounce it fast and shake it slow. So sexual, incredible. She beautiful, she edible. I got her, I won't let her go. I ain't seen nothing better, yo. Look how she twerk it, the way she work it. Make me wanna hit it, hit it, heaven when I'm in it, in it. If I do. I'm gonna make it, girl. You can take it. Don't stop. I like get it, get it. with that booty on me. Shorty, you were down while you looking lonely. Go buy another round, and it's all on me. As long as I'm around, put it down on me. Just put it down on me, put it down on me. Down, down on me, put it down on me. Don't throw it off the mound, show me how it's gonna be. Girl, all I really want is you down on me. Put it down on me. Good morning to all our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Welcome to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. You just heard Jeremiah featuring 50 Cent down on me. It is Turned Up Tuesday, so we're taking it to the club. We're celebrating Rose Solo's birthday, new chapter in her life. And now it is time for business news. U.S. stocks close lower as investors assess signs of economic woes. 
Stocks fell back towards session lows in the last hour of trading on Monday as investors assessed the latest signs of economic malaise in the U.S. and China. The S&P 500 dropped, dragged lower by a slide in mega caps, including Tesla Inc., Amazon.com Inc., and Apple Inc. The tech-savvy or the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 dropped more than 1%. Equity markets gave up earlier gains in a seesaw session amid data showing China's industrial output and consumer spending hit the worst levels since the pandemic began, hurt by COVID lockdowns. New York State manufacturing activity unexpectedly excuse me, contracted in May, stoking concerns of slowing economic activity that may complicate the Federal Reserve's policy path. Musk, doubt about spam accounts, could scuttle the Twitter deal. The Associated Press is reporting out of London. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says his deal to buy Twitter can't move forward unless the company shows public proof that less than 5% of the accounts on the social media platform are fake or spam. Musk made the comment in a reply on to another user on Twitter early on Tuesday. He spent much of the previous day in a back and forth with Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, who posted a series of tweets explaining his company's effort to fight bots and how it has consistently estimated that less than 5% of Twitter accounts are fake. In his tweet on Tuesday, Musk said that 20% fake or spam accounts, while four times what Twitter claims could be much higher. My offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. He added, Twitter, Twitter's CEO, publicly refused to show proof of 5%, and this deal cannot move forward until he does. It's Musk's latest salvo over inauthentic accounts, a problem he was said to have wanted Twitter to get rid of. At a Miami technology conference on Monday, Musk estimated that at least 20% of Twitter's 229 million accounts are spam bots, a percentage he said was at the low end of his assessment. This is according to a Bloomberg News report. The battle over spam accounts kicked off last week when Musk tweeted that the Twitter deal was on hold pending confirmation of the company's estimates that they make up less than 5% of total users. Also, at the all-in summit, Musk gave the strongest hint yet that he would like to pay less for Twitter than the $44 billion offer he made last month. He said a viable deal at a lower price would not be out of the question, according to this report, which said it viewed a live stream video of the conference posted by a Twitter user. You know, that's what I'm here thinking. I think he wants to get it at a better deal. How do you prove, for the techies in here, how do you prove 5% or less? Of the accounts um, being fake or bot accounts. How do you really prove that? Can that really be proven? And the number or the figure given to you be accurate? I do have doubts on that because the techies will tell you their ways and means, they, their workarounds for everything. So I really think this is about the money more than anything else. He doesn't want to pay $44 billion for the deal. 
he's probably saying, oops, I should not have jumped the gun yet. Is he having buyer's remorse? Probably. You know, when you buy that car and you're like, oh boy, I shouldn't have. That's what I'm thinking. I may be wrong. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Re refresh my memory. Wasn't he the one that gave that specific dollar amount? Yeah. It wasn't asked of him? Yep. <laughs> okay. That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> interesting so let's see how this plays out well uber is lit uber now allows users to book party buses limos and more uber rolled out some new features monday including travel options that will assist users in planning their upcoming trips and even book party buses and limo services uber's new uber travel feature will allow users to store upcoming flights hotel stays, and restaurant reservations by linking their Gmail accounts to the app. With this information, Uber could then automatically book rides to and from each destination of the trip. Users who book with Uber Travel will get 10% back in Uber Cash for each reserved ride. The ride-sharing platform has launched Uber Charter, which allows users with large groups to conveniently book a party bus coach bus, or limo directly through the app. The service is set to launch across the U.S. later this summer. Uber is also rolling out Uber Comfort Electric, which gives riders the option to request electric vehicles such as a Tesla or Polestar. This feature will be available Tuesday in L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, and Dubai. It is expected to expand to other markets soon. The company is also expanding Uber Eats into stadiums, giving fans the ability to order from concession stands in advance and skip the lines when picking up their items. Uber Eats at stadiums is available in California at the Dodger Stadium and Angel Stadium, in New York at Yankee Stadium in Washington, D.C. at the Capital One Arena. In Houston, it's there at the Minute Maid Park in San Jose, California at PayPal Park and in Rennes, France, at the Roison Park. All right, Uber. Not a bad option for people who own limo buses, own party buses, um, limousines, um, charter buses. Not a, not a bad option. Um, the 10% cash back, I hope it's coming out of, out of Uber's profit and not the um, service provider's <laughs> pocket. That's all I'm going to say on that right okay in health and science news how to process anxiety and fear in the wake of mass shootings and this is according to um experts and they reported this recommendation to cnn health over the past several weeks it seems like nearly every day americans find themselves processing another mass shooting over time the number of casualties the cities and the circumstances may seem to blur together. This feeling is familiar. We've been here before. And if our recent history is any indication, we will be here again. And although it may seem as if you and your family are numb to headlines about mass shootings, it is very possible that you are not. Many people are likely feeling the stress 
and even distress tied to each event with every passing day. So it's worthwhile to ask how we take care of ourselves and our loved ones during these emotionally brittle times. I've reached out to some colleagues for some ideas on how best to care for ourselves, our loved ones, and our children during these times. And here are some ideas from experts. Normalize our affairs. It's okay to be fearful during these times of uncertainty, instability, and violence, according to clinical psychologist Alexandra Solomon, a clinical assistant professor at Northwestern University and host of the Reimagining Love podcast. Fear is, she said, a perfectly normal and expected reaction to such events. Opportunities for Connection Many of us would like to protect our children from some of these alarming headlines, but with the wide access our children have to information, this is no longer a reasonable expectation, Kitley said. Mass shootings are devastating events, but they present families with an opportunity for meaningful talks about broad social issues, including an opportunity to talk about safety and race. For instance, her 10-year-old recently asked, why are people even allowed to buy guns? A healthy discussion ensued about social issues and safety across races and demographics that Kitley and her child may never have engaged in otherwise. It's also important to note that our children need to express their opinions and be heard. Know your facts. Solomon shared some thoughts on the racial elements of these tragic events. She believes the challenge for parents and caregivers and families is to be sober, direct, and age-appropriate about the realities and dangers of anti-blackness and white supremacy. She said, I want parents in white families to be intentional about talking about many of these as white supremacist shootings versus mass shootings. Parents of young white males especially need to be monitoring online activity. We know that groups are targeting young white guys for radicalization. This is not about making anybody feel guilty or bad about being white, she said. For a white man, I know it is about our responsibility as white people to understand our country's history and how insidious systemic racism has been and continues to be deeply rooted. Pay attention to your information intake. It is important to be informed about what's going on day to day, but be mindful that the news about mass, that the news about mass shootings can be overwhelming to your family. To limit the anxiety you and your children might experience, turn off the news at least some of the time. Remember to create some normal family time, doing chores and playing games. During times of high stress, a degree of normalcy will provide a sense of balance that your family needs. Solomon said that families need to focus on each other and cultivate moments of joy and pleasure and rest. Don't skip the good stuff. This is an important time of year for so many families with proms, graduations, the end of school, family vacations, and other rites of passages that are joyful. Kitsley recommended focusing on the good stuff that's right in front of us. Get involved in positive change. 
Families fare best when they have a mission to do something instead of standing by while terrible events are taking place. In fact, a 2020 meta-analysis by the journal Psychological Bulletin revealed that helping others improves our own emotional well-being, a powerful benefit fringe or fringe benefit to getting involved. Yeah. Things to keep in mind, because I can tell you this, it does weigh heavily on our hearts and our minds. For some, depression sets in, anxiety, fear, things that we should not be experiencing throughout the day or every day of our lives. There are times when I don't even look at the news until it's time for me to put stories together. Because it can be overwhelming. And especially if you're one who watches CNN throughout the day and you're hearing the same story being repeated over and over again, or Fox News or MSNBC or BBC or NPR, whatever your outlet is, and you're hearing the same thing talked about day in, day out, you can end up being frozen if you're not careful. And then if we don't protect our thoughts, we start to become people who are bitter and angry and resentful. And if we're not even more careful, hatred fills us up. The very characteristics we oppose in others, we don't want those to become resident within us. So we have to be careful. Focus on positive things. Get involved in positive change. Pay attention to the good around us. Let us find something each day to be grateful for, to appreciate, whether it's what we have or the, the people around us. Guard your thoughts, what you feed yourselves with. Know your facts. Don't just speak arbitrarily because we want to seem knowledgeable, but know your facts. Arm yourself with the right information. There's a lot floating around out there, but no, ask for the gift of discernment so that we can filter through, sift through, and, you know, deal with what's accurate. Don't be afraid to have those age-appropriate conversations with our children. Don't push their questions to the side. Don't ignore them. If they have questions, prepare to have answers. And it's okay to deal with the fear. It's going to happen. We have to process our emotions. There are various emotions that we experience when we hear certain things. Or when things happen to us, there's anger. There's disbelief. There's resentment. There is acceptance. There's forgiveness. But we go through the stages. The thing is not to get stuck in one spot, especially the bad spots, all right? So we keep moving forward. Tragedies happen, folks. We can't escape it. We just can't. But it's how we deal with it. Coming up after the music break, we have Sports Caribbean Corner and news out of Latin America. As the birthday celebrations continue for Rosolo, here's a little twerculator courtesy of the City Girls. And let me tell you, finding clean versions to these songs, not easy, folks, not easy. 
circulator. It's time for the circulator. I'ma shake what my mama gave me. I'ma shake my money maker. It's time for the circulator. 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 JT, I'm fly with it. CITY with it. Right cheek, left cheek with it. Fun size on fleet with it. Slim thick, petite with it. She wet with the key missing. One time for my freak. After hour, no sleep. When I get my freak on, they throwin' money like me chong. When I do my dance, money fight these throwin' bands. JT, I ain't playing. Look, I don't want your men. But these rich throwin' paper. Now it's time for the circulate. I'm from the city. I'm Liddy Diamond Strippy. Eat my p. That's a quickie. I'm twerking, popping like a Cuban tattoo. I'm a city girl, y'all. It's some hooch. Don't stop. Pop that pop that pop. On some loop. Got that cute. Break it down for that loop. Uh, twerk, twerkulate. That paper straight. I'm a twerkulate. And the after hours, we regulate. Bad p. on the paper chase. Good morning to all of our listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Welcome to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You just heard City Girls twerking later. Today is Rose Solo's birthday, so I'm taking it to the club. It's Turned Up Tuesday. Yep. And we're having fun today. Dance wherever you are, you know, burn some calories, have some fun. Have a drink if you can, as long as you're not working. That's all I'm going to say. A quick reminder, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, but um, I'm inviting everyone to jump onto IG, your Instagram, if you do have Instagram. And I want you to look up AD1 Tax Prep, my very dear friend. She's the owner of this business. Um, she will be hosting a Zoom session on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and she is um, speaking specifically to DJs and photographers, right? Um, it's a private Zoom session. There's a QR code there that you can scan, and it's about getting ready because before you know it, December is on us, and then January, and it's tax season again. So she's hosting this to be able to help people who are self-employed um, or who are thinking about being self-employed, getting into the DJ business or becoming a photographer to get your ducks in a row. All right. So it's going to be Thursday, May 26, 8 p.m. AD1 Tax Prep. Follow her on Instagram and stay tuned. Share it with someone that you know who is in the business or looking to get in the business. All right. Thank you for that. And now it is time for sports news. Another celebrity is celebrating a degree, Stephen Curry, Steph Curry. 
graduated from Davidson College in North Carolina after 13 years. The Golden State Warriors basketball player received his BA Bachelor's of Arts or Bachelor of Arts degree in sociology. From 2006 to 2009, he attended the school but left after being drafted into the NBA. He calls the moment a dream come true. The caption continues, class of 2010, a.k.a. 2022. But we got it done. Thanks to my whole village that helped me get across the finish line. Made the promise when I left and had to see it through. Mama, we made it. His wife, Ayesha Curry, even reshared the joyous moment in his life. Proud would be an understatement. Congratulations, my love. You did it. Former Cleveland Cavaliers player, uh, J.R. Smith recently returned to school at North Carolina AT&T after retiring with $90 million in his savings. Blackish um, actor Anthony Anderson also recently graduated from Howard University after 30 years. Warriors team Instagram also highlighted Curry's momentous achievement. Congratulations, Steph. And I like the part that they mentioned about Anthony Anderson 30 years later. It's never too late, folks. If you have it in your heart, if it's upon you to get that degree, go and get it. Satisfy that yearning, that desire. Get it done. If it's going to be of significance to you, embark on that journey. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. Rajon Rondo, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, accused of pulling gun on mother of children, threatened to kill her. Cleveland Cavaliers guard Rajon Rondo is facing some serious allegations after the mother of his children told authorities he pulled a gun on her and threatened to kill her. Ashley Batchelor, the mother of the NBA's two children, filed a protective order in Louisville last week after a heated altercation. As reported by TMZ, Bachelor and Rondo was playing a video game on, that should be were. No, hold on. Let me read that again. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to edit while I read. As reported by TMZ, Bachelor said Rondo was playing, that is correct, a video game on May 11 with their son when she asked the boy to separate laundry. That's when Rondo became enraged and ripped the video game console out of the wall. Bachelor claimed Rondo then went on to break a teacup, outdoor lights, and trash cans before she tried to de-escalate the situation. She says Rondo responded by making death threats, telling her, you're dead. The NBA player allegedly left the home for 15 minutes and returned with a gun, banging on a back window. Bachelor said she asked him to stop and Rondo yelled, go get my blank son. She said she complied in fair and brought their son Pierre to the back door, and that's when Rondo yanked the child outside with him and began screaming at him, asking why he is afraid of his father. Bachelor says Rondo called for their daughter and yelled at her for the same thing. On May 13, Bachelor filed for a protective order telling a judge she fears for the safety of her and the children. She also is telling the judge this is not the first time the NBA star has been abusive towards her and their children. I am extremely fearful for my safety and for the safety of my children. Rajan has a history of volatile, erratic, explosive behavior, Bachelor said. He is verbally, emotionally, and financially abusive. 
He physically hits our son and calls him names like P and accuses him of acting like a B. Rajan verbally assaults our daughter. He came, calls her names like Thought then B and another name. Oh my gosh. Rajan has made several threats on my life, saying at various times he will shoot me or shoot up my car. A judge granted the protective order at the time of press. Rondo has not been named a suspect of any crime. Um, anybody familiar with him? This is so... Okay, so I just got a text. Clubhouse not working. Everyone mutes up. Uh, let me see here. Hmm. I'm hearing you fine. Okay, not sure what's going on. All right, so probably it was brief. Um, yeah, anybody familiar with who this Rajon guy is? He plays for Cleveland Cavaliers. I recognize his face. I was looking him up. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't know much uh, anything about him. I just recognize him as a player. Um, yeah, and I recognize his face. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that was going on, but I know who he is. It's, it's been. A, it's been in the league for a while. Played for Lakers. I think he played for um, Boston at one time. He won, he won the league with Boston a couple of times Boston, with um, yeah. Ray Allen and and. and Paul Pierce and all that stuff. Okay, so I have a quick comment here from Perry in the chat. He hasn't been the same after Boston. What happened with Boston? It's not that he hasn't been the same with Boston. I mean, he has always been a uh, player that has, I wouldn't say anger issue, but he's always, the, and even talks around the league, where he's that type of person where he's very frank and will speak his mind and all that stuff. So, but being, you know, that side that there, that she's talking about, I don't, you know, we, we've never seen that. I don't know. Uh, but he has always had conflict with other players as well, mm -hmm. you know, because at one point he had conflict with um, even his teammates from, from the Celtics that he won with. I think that's one of the reasons why he left the Celtics. Um, you know, so you had conflict there. Okay. I, I, I think um, uh, when Rando was playing in Boston, he, he that's where his um, you say he started to like perform as a like a top player, and then when um, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and everyone left, then he want I guess he was demanding a bigger contract, and he didn't get it, and he went to I think he went to Cleveland next, and basically I think he. He, he feels as if he's not, um, he's not giving the respect that he deserves in the league. Mm. And and what you're reading now, I never saw that. I, I never see that side of him. But he became more confrontational after he left Boston and up and from 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 um, Cleveland to Lakers. And you know, he's like playing six man. And he believe I think he, he, he believe he deserve more. And you see the action come out there and, and that court, it become very confrontational. It wasn't as confrontational with the Celtics. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Perry. Thank you, um, um, He needs to get us under control. So clearly, he has a history of um, 
anger issues, whatever you want to call it. He has an history there. He, he didn't just become confrontational overnight. And I'm going to say this. A lot of times people get a little too cocky. Their egos are too inflated. We forget where our talents come from and that we are not talented on our own, on our own accord. And when we forget that our talents are gifts, we now think we are self-made and that everybody needs to bow down to us and we should get whatever we want and people owe us things. We develop this sense of entitlement. And when you don't get your way, you lash out. And that's not how you deal with things. My father always used to say, humble calf sucks the most milk. There is a way to go about doing things. Being hot-headed does not help you. Being overly aggressive does not help you. The inflated ego does not help you because you're not getting the respect that you truly deserve. You're demanding respect and respect is not demanded. It's earned. Now, this issue with his woman, I'm sure it's something she's fully aware of. Signs are there. He, should, he needs to get help. He needs therapy, whatever, but there needs to be an intervention, not just him um, being put on restriction or protective, whatever you call that. What's the name of it? I forget the name right now. I just read it, but anyway. Um, he needs more than that. He needs help. He needs help. And a lot of times what I've found is that people who have money, who come into money, think that they're beyond reproach. But that's when you really need guidance to keep you level-headed and in, of sound mind so you're not erratic. So I hope he gets the help that he needs. Um, but can I just add something? Because I, I, I think the thing is, when you have behavior like this, is nothing often you look back and it's something that's been in the person's life for a long time. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it sounds like I don't know um, him, but someone doesn't operate in this way. If what she is sharing is true. Right. Um, in this way, out of the blue or because of something that is uh, new in their experience, like say the money happening. So, if there is, when someone operates in this way and then you investigate or you get to know about the, the client or the individual or the family, you will learn that this has been um, something that has been going on, right? There has been, there, there have been signs all along, or there also has, there've been indicators of that in how they were raised, right? Because it just sounds like this happens when you have someone who is still stunted in their growth, but um, now they're overwhelmed, right, with experiences, but ha they've been operating in this way for a long time. The, the anxiety, the not knowing how to deal with their emotions and their experiences, how to articulate that and their needs, what the first thing to do is is anger and to, to demand power because you feel disempowered. So it's something that happens a lot, unfortunately, um, with people who their needs were not met when they were children 
And now that they have some kind of quote unquote power, it is even more overwhelming. And then they operate in this way. So it's more than just, it, it, it could be like a chemical balance. It can be also psychosocial. It's more to that, but it's not only something like this did not just start now or when he left Boston. That's if this is all true. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. The issue has been there. And here is another thing. As you were talking, this came to my mind too. Unfortunately, when people come out of less fortunate situations, not accustomed to money, not accustomed to having anything, and then all of a sudden they have tons of money hurled at them, the people around them become yes people. Nobody stands up to them and say, hey, 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 you can't do that. No, you can't say that. Calm down. Nobody stands up to them. And that needs to change. Because everybody, as we in Jamaica like to say, frightened. Everybody get frightened for the two shillings. So, Mothers are no longer mothers. Fathers are no longer fathers. Everybody has their hand out. And because you have your hand stuck out, waiting for something to land in that palm, you toss all morals and ethics and everything goes to the side, out the window, and you allow this individual to feel that they can do whatever they want to do. And we don't, we no longer try to curb the behavior. But what is not taught is that to whom much is given, much is required. Social responsibility. And that is why a lot of them will get into trouble and do things that affect them in the long run because nobody is ha keeping them grounded. Nobody is reminding them that, hey, 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 you're a human. And as so you go up, so you shall come down. And they have another saying in Jamaica, the higher monkey climbed, the more he exposed himself. And the money gives a lot of people <laughs> the opportunity to really expose themselves, to show you who they really are. Because they weren't that overnight. It was always in them. The access to the funds now just makes them feel empowered to reveal who they really are. But I have said this to our sons. If all you're surrounded with are yes people, change your circle. If you're looking, and this is probably why I don't have friends, because if you're looking for me to be a friend, that's just going to tell you, yes, 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 yes. Wrong one. Wrong one. One, I don't care who you are, what you have, what you do. You're wrong, you're wrong. You're right, you're right. That's just who I am. And I would expect the same in return. Come to me and say something to me. But what is happening too is that the people around them are disgruntled. The people around them see the bad behavior, but instead of addressing them, they go and talk to everybody else and the problem is not being addressed because they are not talking to the person with whom they have the issue. 
Nothing gets resolved by talking to 10 other people and the 10 people are not the person you need to be talking to. You need to talk to that person. Check your circle of friends, folks. Yeah, I, I, th I hear you, moments, but I also feel like if you're dealing with someone who has rage like this, who can just go out at any time. It's different when you have people who can, like, okay, I don't, you know, can come to you because you know they can communicate with you rationally. But if you're talking about someone who has rage in this way, the people who probably were around them or whatever, you know, they may be in fear as well. And I'm, I'm speaking from experience. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you have people, it's not about being, yes, you're in fear because they lash out at you, right? That, that person and also may not have a group of people and only have their partner and their children who they abuse. So they're also not, they don't have like external people and they create a, a, you know, what happens in situations like this, again, we don't know this situation, but in a typical domestic violence situation, the, the, the partner is often um, separated from their, their family and also the abuser. The abuser really doesn't have units. It depends. It depends on their personality type. But with someone who is filled with rage in this way, people are less likely to even speak to them because they are in fear of them lashing out, right? And so it, it's, it's a very different circumstance. Like, like, it's not someone who you can even speak to because as much, don't talk to me, like, and just, you know, block them or not speak to them. And it's a constant hot and cold. So you never know with this specific situation when you're talking about this, from what she's saying, he's pulling out the, the you know, she, she asked for something very simple and he's pulling stuff out of the walls. He's pulling, that's not rational behavior. So someone that may not have rational relationships, you see what I'm saying? It's not easy for anyone to be around to even say to them, to them, um, to someone like that about that yeah, you can do better. Unless it's someone who's in a higher authority, like someone who's a coach or someone who he feels like, okay, I need to listen to this person, right? Or someone who he respects in a different way, like, okay, listen, if you continue to behave this way, you can't play. And then, oh, wow. this You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to go to therapy. Like a personality type from what is being described like that needs to then get in the space of the wounded child who will listen to someone who who they respect in in authority to then move forward. But if they feel like they're bigger and better, mm -hmm. and no one, you know, everyone is frightened, it, it's 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 is to no avail. All right, thank you so much. Appreciate that, um, Empress. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. We're starting off in Guyana. Government announces new incentives for population. The Guyana government on Monday announced a series of measures aimed at improving the lives of citizens, including the purchase of $1 billion in fertilizer for free distribution to farmers and Guyana $25,000 to households in Riverine and hinterland communities. President Dr. Irfan Ali in a broadcast 
said that the grant to every household in the River Rhine and hinterland communities will result in an estimated 800 million Guyanese dollars being pumped into the economy and will cushion the impacts of the rising cost of living. Ali said that the funds would come from the $5 billion allocated in the national budget to cushion the impact of the rising cost of living due to the ongoing war in Europe as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He said with fertilizer accounting for 15 to 30 percent of operational costs, the free fertilizer initiative would significantly reduce input costs and help scale up production and adequate supply, which is critical for maintaining price stability. Ali also announced that his administration would be establishing a special unit to help landowners of both private and government-owned lots secure financing, construction, and delivery of pre-designed houses worth 7, 9, and 12 million Guyanese dollars. The unit will support applicants with the process of applying to banks for financing and with the initial phase of construction by releasing the necessary resources. Good looking out, the government of Guyana. On to Jamaica. A part of Tower Street in downtown Kingston was on Monday, May 16, officially renamed in honor of Dr. Bimrao Ramji Ambedkar. Dr. Ambedkar was a jurist, social reformer, and politician. He is also known as the father of the Indian Constitution. A monument highlighting the work of Dr. Ambedkar was also unveiled by Minister of Local Government and Rural De- Development Desmond McKenzie and President of the Republic of India Ram Nath Kovind. Besides the renaming of the street, the President of India participated in several other activities on a two-day or on day two of his state visit to Jamaica. He started out on Monday with a floral tribute at the Shrine of National Hero Marcus Mazaya Garvey at the National Heroes Park, then made a courtesy call on Governor-General Sir Patrick Allen and Lady Allen at King's House before meeting with Prime Minister Andrew Holness at Jamaica House. He then had a courtesy call with Opposition Leader Mark Golding before proceeding to the section of Tower Street for the renaming in honor of Dr. Ambedkar. The Indian president ended Tuesday's scheduled activities at the inauguration of the Jamaica India Friendship Garden, which was a tree planting ceremony at Hope Gardens. Um, O'Neill, are you there? O'Neill, can you speak? Because I need to know um, this plan. Yep. <laughs> Why do we need to have a street named after somebody in India? Has this person done something uh, for Jamaica? The name. <laughs> <laughs> because he is he's known as the father of Indian constitution. So I'm trying to understand what that has to do with Jamaica. And for those who are wondering, uh, Dr. Bim Rao, which is B-H-I-M-R-A-O, Ramji, R-A-M-J-I, Ambedkar, A-M-B-E-D-K-A-R. Spell that again, please. Okay. Um, B-H-I-M-R-A-O, first name, middle name, R-A-M-J-I, last name, A-M-B-E-D-K-A-R. 
So I can say, I don't know about this, but I know I was planning a trip to India and I didn't realize the, the relationship with India and Jamaica was so close. As a Jamaican citizen, you don't have to pay any kind of visa fee. You ha you get a lot of perks. So I wonder if it's tied to that. And okay. I know that Neil is more into geopolitics and stuff like that. <laughs> but that's the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Because I was surprised. So I was like, I ain't flying under my American passport. Jamaica me I use. Because, you know, <laughs> because I was surprised. Like, you, like as a Jamaican citizen, uh, I was going with a friend of mine. And, and, uh... I had more, like, I didn't have to pay at any, like, a lot of the fees or entry fees or anything like that. So I wonder if it's tied to that. I don't know the names, but that's what first came to mind. All right. Thank you, Empress. So you see that little, you see that little section there? That's where, that's going to be little India. So you're going to have little <laughs> India down there, and you're going to have Chinatown down there, and that, that street, uh -huh. yeah, that's, that's going to be little India. Let me say this, Dre. So... Montego Bay and Ocherius. Those duty-free shops are run by the Indians, right? Um, they employ immigrant as well. Immigrant, right? Well. Yes. Thank you for that, Andel. So they employ Jamaicans to work as clerks. Full stop. That's it. Nothing else. What they do, and I'm speaking from first-hand knowledge, not no if, but, suppose, nor guess. So what they do is they go back to India and they bring more of their own people back to Jamaica. And they go back and they bring more. So kind of like the um, what the... Chinese and the Koreans do and the um, Vietnamese do here in the States. Everybody works together in one store and then another store is opened and that's given to. So I would open another, another store, give that to Dre. Dre then goes back to India, brings back Empress and Perry. Dre helps Empress to set up a store. Empress now has to go back. You see what I'm saying? And so on and so forth. And that's how they build their community. So they get to yeah. improve themselves while only hiring Jamaicans at grassroots level. Yeah, they've been doing that since indentured right. servant days. So it's, uh -huh. a, it's, it's a thing that they, yeah, it's a thing that they've been doing hundreds of years ago. You know, from them time that till now. So, um, and I just read between well, the lines. They, right. the, the street name there, and they, they're trying to improve downtown Kingston. You know. They, mm -hmm. they, they, they're trying to rebuild downtown Kingston. So just read between the lines and with the whole thing with um, bringing, bringing in skilled labors and all of those. But yeah, right there. So it's going to be um, Indian shops. I right. guarantee you, 10, ten right. years from now, we'll have this conversation. Yeah, so uh, here's the other thing. And here, hold on one second, Neil. Here's the other thing. The Indians and the Chinese, I have nothing against them. Don't get me wrong. But they're always given the opportunities and the privileges to to improve themselves coming from nothing a lot of them that come to jamaica come from nothing come out of dire poverty but they come to jamaica and they're able to grow and advance and do well and flourish go on o'neill um I, I was still searching for a connection um between 
this man in Jamaica and the, and the why. Um, so he's, he's somebody that's fought against discrimination in India in terms of the social classes and came from poverty and studied in the U.S. He, he was active in the U.S. Um, he, was at, he was at school in the U.S. when Marcus Garvey was active in the U.S. and Jamaica. Um, without, that's the only connection I can see, um, and some of his teachings include Marcus Garvey. Now, yes, we know that Jamaica is out of many one people, and there were Indian indented servants that came to Jamaica years ago. Um, the Indians keep coming, and they are big in, in bond, mm-hmm. and the jewelry stores, etc., um, I still cannot see a justification for naming a street after this man. Um, and, and that's what I'm trying to find basis for. Um, number one, I'm, I'm sure no Jamaican know him or can relate to him. Um, his story has not been taught in schools, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, um, I can't see the significance of it more than um, ask-kissing and, and trying to find some justification to make the Indian population or the Indian president feel like they gave him something. Give him the key to the city like you normally would give to everybody else. I mean, I can understand Mandela Highway being named after Mandela. Mandela was black and Jamaica was very active in apartheid fight. Um, we don't have a Martin Luther King Boulevard in Jamaica, which is more relevant to us, as irrespective of no disrespect to Indian population or Chinese in Jamaica, we're still 80% black. We're a melting pot. Um, I still can't see the justification, and I'm, I'm searching for it. I, I don't know if it revealed itself at some point. It's hidden, but... When you find it, let us know. Please, on you. Please. And Indians, them in Jamaica, do ever know him? And that must tell too. <laughs> but we're gonna keep it moving. <laughs> but can I just add something very quickly? We have to be careful because there is a yes, Jamaica is majority black, but there have been a lot of contributions to, you know, people who have who are Indian descent, Chinese descent. We have all mixed up in our blood, right? And there's a difference between the old school people who came and who actually had families and who created and built an industry in the country versus the new population of people who are coming here and who are not feeling that they need to connect and and integrate and and contribute to the country and there's a difference and i just want it as a person who presents as a black person from jamaica i have to say that because there's a difference and we need to make sure that that's clear you know um because we have people who are Chinese descent, fourth generation, Indian descent, and who are in the community, full-blooded Jamaicans. And it's a difference between the people who are just coming just to make a money and they're not connected and just to go back to their to their homes. Um, if I just can quickly. Yeah, and then we have to move on, yeah. Yeah, Jamaica, and we're not about to start a race war, but, but Jamaica, <laughs> um, people of India, my, my grandmother is of Indian descent, my, my kid's mom, my, my kid's mother can trace through her grandparents back to India. In Jamaica, we don't make those differentiations. Um, with respect to the Chinese who still maybe 
more likely to keep their linkages. I don't think we, we are a melting pot. My argument regarding the street naming is, and I don't take back my talk, I think it's ass-kissing. I really believe that the Jamaican government is just trying to... They're a PR government, and everything they do, it, it just slaps in the face as... as um, has no substance. I I can't see the relevance. I can understand Mandela, or Mandela, what I'm called Mandela, um, that piece of road between Duane Park stretching back out to the, the highways, which is which is Mandela Highway or whatever. I can't see the relevance of that, and I think most Jamaicans can relate to that. Naming a street in downtown Kingston, unless it, and stand corrected, unless it's a street. That's connected to where the inbound Indians have all of their, <laughs> their 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 stores. I just can't see the relevance. I can't say it costs money to make sign and 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 to do all of this. Maybe maybe that's significant <laughs> money, millions of dollars, but I just can't see the relevance of it. And there are there are so much Jamaicans that deserve to have streets being named after them. Um, um, homegrown Jamaicans that they have not found the time to justify and, and, and make relevance of that Jamaican people can emulate and find um, some level of cultural relevance yeah. to why it's been done. This is just, to me, another PR stunt. Them Thank, need, them you. Stop. Thank you, O'Neill, and we do have to keep it moving. Um, in Trinidad and Tobago, mandatory death sentence constitutional, the Privy Council rules. The London-based Privy Council on Monday ruled that the mandatory sentence of death for murder in Trinidad and Tobago is constitutional, and only Parliament can rewrite the law. The 1976 Constitution has allocated to the Parliament of Trinidad and Tobago as the democratic organ of government the task of reforming and updating the law, including such laws. Those laws will continue to exist only so long as Parliament chooses to retain them, it said. The Privy Council, the country's highest court, unanimously dismisses the appeal that had been filed by Jay Chandler, who was convicted in 2011 of the murder of Kern Phillip in 2004. He was sentenced to death by hanging, which is the mandatory sentence for murder in Trinidad and Tobago and, had, and is laid down in Section 4 of the Offenses Against the Pearson Act of 1925. So, hmm. Trinidad ain't playing. Don't, 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 don't be doing the crime if you're not willing to do the time. In our stories out of Latin America, officials announced benefits for victims of Cuba hotel tragedy. The National Institute of Social Security, INASS, is carrying out a centralized process of granting pensions in a quick way for all the affected workers and relatives of the victims of the accident at the Saratoga Hotel with distinction of pension rights. According to the general director of ENAS, Virginia Marlene Garcia Reyes, the process will have the exceptionality of the law for the granting of extraordinary pensions, taking into account that not all the relatives of the deceased are eligible for pensions on a regular basis. We intend to protect all the affected families without distinction due to the transcendence and painful repercussion of the accident. All right, Cuba, looking after its people there. And those are stories out of the Caribbean corner and Latin America. Oh, we do have one more, Colombia. 
Colombia's ELN declares a 10-day ceasefire for presidential vote. So they're willing to stop um, shooting for 10 days to allow elections to take place. Colombia's National Liberation Army, the ELN rebel group, has announced a 10-day unilateral ceasefire beginning next week to allow elections to be held in the South American nation. In a statement on Monday, the ELN said the pause in hostilities would run from May 25 until June 3 so that those who want to vote can do so in peace. All right. Um, can we just stop the fighting altogether? Wow. Global fertilizer crunch pressures Brazil's Amazon. And this story is coming out of Sao Paulo, Brazil. Speaking to reporters three days after Russia began its invasion of Ukraine in late February, Brazil's far-right president, Jair Bolsonaro, lamented his nation's dependence on Russian fertilizers and took the opportunity to criticize indigenous land rights. He said, we have fertilizer in Brazil. Yeah, we have potassium in abundance, but it is on an indigenous reserve. The world's largest soybean producer, Brazil, is an agricultural powerhouse with agribusiness accounting for about one quarter of the GDP, sorry, the gross domestic product. But the country also imports 97% of the roughly 10 million tons of potassium it uses for crop production. And why do they have to do this? Because the potassium is on indigenous land and they can't get to it because the indigenous people are protecting that land. Russia and Belarus account for 44% of the total Brazil consumes each year, with Canada, Germany, and Israel also key providers. Now, with the Ukraine conflict in its third month, and as potassium prices have tripled in the past year over fears of looming shortages amid sanctions and logistical bottlenecks, long-held interests in mining huge reserves of potassium are now being revived. The reserves are world-class, said Marcio Remedio, director of Geological Survey of Brazil, a state-owned company under the Ministry of Mines and Energy. So, do we say to the indigenous, um, free up the land so the people can mine? Or do they just deal with it until the war passes over? Because here's the thing. If you allow mining to take place, I believe, that there isn't, um, there isn't going to be any discretion exercised. That's my feeling. And this will be the opportunity for Bolsonaro to get his mission accomplished because he's wanted to move in on the indigenous land but has been facing a lot of pushback. So I think it is um, just another workaround, another way around with the hope to get their foot there so that they can pollute local rivers and destroy the land that the indigenous rely on because they fish traditionally there, hunt, and their subsistence agriculture. But leaders of countries will say, but let's look at the greater good of the country. But let us also remember why the Amazon is so important, not just to Brazil, but to the Western Hemisphere. Right, so let's see how that plays out. And here is what we need to be looking out for. 
DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. And tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. It's music news and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sinatra, Solo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse and tune into QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. If you missed last night's episode, you can check out the replay on Clubhouse in the Days After Dark Club and also on JanoRadio.com. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosola for the Rosola Show, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And right after that, stay logged on for DJ Rookie as he brings you Vibes Tuesdays, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. The pre-weekend vibes begin with DJ Lenkimatic Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Start your weekend off with Wanted Fridays every Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, and Freestyle Saturdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern with Mix Master Kevon. Saturdays and Sundays, DJ Simple brings you Blazing Saturdays and Big People Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Coming up after the music break, it's Believe It or Not News plus Entertainment News still to come. Here is Chloe with Have Mercy. So it's not nice. Who is so big, work, Lord? Have Oh, 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 oh,
get you a couple things. This is the beginning of a revolution. The voice of our generation. It's your boy Drizzy Drake. This Drake. is Rihanna. The little Chico Pitbull. I'm Nicki Minaj. Yeah, this is Usher. It's your boy Flo Rida. And you check it out. John O Radio. John O Thank you to everyone tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You are tuned in to Coffee Until World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today, it's turned up. Tuesday, we're celebrating Rosolo's birthday and we're taking it to the club. That's why you're hearing nothing but those club bangers. You just heard Chloe, have mercy. And now it's time for Believe It or Not News. A Miami Gardens woman tells neighbors she killed her husband and buried him in her backyard. Neighbors of a woman who lives in Miami Gardens called 911 after the homeowner told them disturbing details after she said she snapped. Monday, the Miami Gardens Police Department was dispatched to a home along the 200 block of Northwest 194th Terrace after receiving 911 calls from neighbors. The female is claiming she killed her husband. A call came in about a woman who was inside the house strangling an elderly man in the house and then burying him in the backyard, according to police. One neighbor recorded the scene on his cell phone and narrated what was occurring as crime tape was placed around the home and officers surrounded it. Neighbors told 7 News the woman told them the incident occurred on Friday, and she waited until Monday to make the announcement to one of her neighbors who lives across the street. She is said to have apologized to her neighbors as she was placed in handcuffs and escorted in a police cruiser. One of the neighbors a couple blocks up the street, allegedly told another neighbor she had committed a crime in terms of killing her roommate, strangling him, and then buried him in the backyard. Wow, Miami Gardens police were trying to obtain a search warrant earlier in the night. It appears they have acquired that search warrant, and officers are seeking more information. The um, incident is still under investigation. Somebody helped her. I don't think she did this by herself. Somebody must have helped her. Hmm. But then again, I don't know how old this woman is, so let me not say that. Yeah, let me zip it. Father of the white boy who went to black neighbor's home with whip arrested, fired weapon. The father of the white boy caught on camera at his black neighbor's house has been arrested. Authorities say Brian Thomas Brunson was arrested for actually firing the gun. Apparently, it was a feud between Brunson's son, who is white, and their black neighbor, D and Carissa Nash's daughter. Ring footage shows the boy storming over to Nash's home in Texas with a whip in hand and a beating in mind for their nine-year-old daughter, TMZ reported. The young boy bangs on the front door with his free hand and cracks the whip with his other hand. Carissa opens the door and scolds the child, telling him to get off her property and threatening to call the police, and that is when he leaves. But it did not end there. The parents tried to talk to the boy's purported father, which got crazier. Dean Nash is seen talking to the father, but he denies culpability and demanded to see evidence of his son's wrongdoings. 
The Nashes allege his child scratched their car after Carissa told him to beat it and both offered to show him. That's when things got worse. The father tells Dee to get off his property and gets upset about a plant that Dee may or may not have been stepping on. The parents claim that the father had a gun, which was later confirmed by police. Not only did he have a gun, but he actually fired the gun. He was initially arrested for deadly conduct, but authorities confirmed that, the, that he fired the weapon as well. Oh my gosh. He now faces a felony charge. Kaufman County Sheriff's Office says when the gun accidentally went off, the father almost shot his daughter. I'm not Did you see that. the video of this? Yes, I saw the video. Yeah. I yeah. saw the video. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <sighs> it, yeah. I, the same way you were saying it, but to see it, it's, mm -hmm. it was, you know, insane. And I, I didn't see him step on any flowers. I didn't see that. But well, we I'm couldn't see because of the angle, right? But they, the, they were telling the father that, hey, the neighbor across the street has clear video to show exactly what's going on. We can show you the video from the ring camera, but he didn't care. He did not care. Now, what if that little girl had gone to the front door? What would he have done? Would he have cracked the whip on her? Lord knows. Woo. Ooh, Lord help me, Jesus. And Arby's manager in Washington State, you know something? Um, uh, uh, this story is very disturbing, so I must give you that notification before I read it, ladies and gentlemen. An Arby's manager in Washington State admitted to relieving himself in a milkshake mixture at least twice. During an investigation that was looking into a computer that was downloading child pornography, the computer connected them to 29-year-old Stephen Sharp, an Arby's manager, Fox News reports. The computer they were investigating was being tracked by an Arbus in Vancouver, Washington, according to Fox 35. When police caught up to Sharp, he admitted to downloading and distributing child porn. But there was more. After police obtained a search warrant, they went through all his devices and came across a video that he recorded of himself peeing into a container of Arby's milkshake mix. The news outlet reports the man admitted to urinating in the mix at least twice. According to court records, at least one ice cream float and between 30 to 40 milkshakes were sold the day he peed in the mix. While the man claims that he's almost sure that he threw the container away, the police are asking that anyone who purchased a milkshake that day come forward with a receipt. That's all they want him to do is bring the receipt come. I'm breathing in oh. and I'm breathing out. I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. Because that's what I want to know too. D um, Kay, I did send the invite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bring a receipt. What the heck you going to do with a receipt? I already ingested that man's extra... You know what? Um. <sighs> Lord. Whew. I know it's disgusting, <sighs> but you can survive off of your own urine. But somebody else's to vet somebody else's. I mean, <laughs> that is the chance you take when you eat out. Oh gosh. Oh, I'm breathing in and out because oh Lord have mercy. Mm -mm -mm. 
Louisiana security guard from one idiot to another. These people don't watch the news and hear that it never ends well. A Louisiana security guard allegedly helped three teen inmates escape from a detention facility. Officers from the Red River Parish Sheriff's Office are on the lookout for three inmates who were allegedly released from the Ware Youth Center in Cushato, and I hope I pronounced that right, by 21-year-old Victoria Tune. Tune is accused of helping the three teens escape this past Saturday at around 3 a.m., police said. Police knew nothing about the escapees until about 6.50 a.m. when the day shift workers came in and saw the inmates missing. The news outlet reports Tune left the center with the escapees in a white 2010 Pontiac G6. Police say the three teens are considered dangerous. Durham is charged with armed robbery. Lane is charged with second-degree murder. And Lafitte is charged with attempted first-degree murder. Each of them is now wanting for simple escape with tune wanted on three counts of accessory to simple escape. Girl, how far you think um you think you're gonna go? You know, ask Todd. You people need some common sense. It doesn't end well. Didn't she didn't she watch the news to see what happened with the lady that helped the wonder escape? She ended up dead. Yeah, that one. Thank you, Sunette. Dead, is that what you want to have happen to you? We do have to take another quick break. Here is Megan the Stalin with Body. Real hot girl. Sh- ah. And if the beat live, you know Lil Juke made it. Body, yadi, 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 Lil Wayne, body yaddy 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 Body yaddy 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 Took a trip on the real creep tip. Rule number one is don't repeat that. Don't repeat that. Rule number two, if they y'all came with you, they better know exactly what the they came to do. Body Body crazy curvy wavy beat. Little weight body crazy curvy wavy beat. Little weight body the category is body, look at the way it's sitting yeah. That ratio so out of control, that waist that, that waist that If I were me and I would've seen myself, I would have bought me a drink Took me home, did me long, ate it with the pennies on I could build a house with all the brick I got Spend a lifetime trying to get this high And if her head too big, I could make that pop I'm not the one to play with, like a touch me, not Body yaddy 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 yaddy
That was Megan the Stallion body. I love that part. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that song. But yeah, um, today we're celebrating Rose Solo's birthday, new chapter in her life. One more year around the sun. Yeah, we're thankful and we're grateful. And you know, live life one day at a time. Have as much fun as you can. Um, embrace each moment. Embrace every day. Embrace our opportunities, even our experiences, because they help to shape and define us, right? Um, thank you all for being here with me, Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. And now it is time for Entertainment News. So, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian have tied the knot, and for real, this time, a source told people that on Sunday, the couple said, I do. This may not be too surprising since they had a practice wedding in Las Vegas in early April. The insider reported that the reality TV star and the drummer got legally married in Santa Barbara with a few close friends and family members attending the ceremony. They had to legally get married first ahead of their big Italian wedding, which is happening very soon, the source tells people. All the details are set and the whole family, including all the children, are excited. Kardashian, who is 43, Barker, who is 46, got engaged in October of last year on the beach in Montecito, California. They had been dating for less than a year. Their previous commitment ceremony, which was um, not legally binding, occurred after this year's Grammy Awards show at One Love Wedding Chapel in the wee hours of the morning. Kardashian and Barker did not obtain a marriage license and Courtney also publicly clarified a few days later that it wasn't a legal marriage. It's also been said that the two are trying to have a baby. Is it me or I, if I'm wrong for saying this, please tell me I'm wrong for saying this. I don't see them lasting. I'm sorry. Courtney cuckoo, he cuckoo, two cuckoos can't go together. You are right. <laughs> okay, let's put a wager on it. Five years? No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Oh, you're so evil. I love I think you. What you say, Perry? I think the girl lost. You think so? Mm. Okay. Why you feel so, Perry? Why you feel so? Um, Courtney, you know, she was always <clears throat> that, that one that was, you know, not like the others, right? Like, she's the only one that I would say, you know, date white, white guys. And before, um, before Travis right now, she had, uh, Scott Disek, mm -hmm. right? And so her, her pick is, she's not very, I don't want to use the word promiscuous, but I, I think she she enjoyed being in a relationship long term, and Travis and Travis he's a good guy, and he's not promiscuous himself, for lack of a better word, and you know he experienced some near death um, thing that she was mm -hmm. there for him, and I think that's where they even got that bond created, and he has um, come on some interview and expressed that like they have, they really have something special, so. I, I I want them to win, and I believe they win. Okay. All right. Okay. Noted, Perry. But didn't Scott have some tragedy in his life too? 
Um, Scott is weird. Come on. He lost both his parents. Yeah, oh, yeah, but I'm what I'm saying was Scott was Scott was like a he, he, I mean Scott was a party guy. He was all over the place. So and she was totally opposite to to uh, what Scott was about, you know. So Barker's so, not a party person. Not like Scott type, okay. right? He, he's a rocker. He, you know, he's a rocker. Scott is out like the, the party guy, champagne popping, strippers and all that stuff. You know, Trump. Well, that's a rock. You're explaining. That's that. That's the rocker exactly. You're describing a whole rocker. No, like like he's he's a he's he's a musician. You know, like a, the, the 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 for the arts. He's not the 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 rock the. Wait, the Aerosmith type of rocker, Man, you know is, what I mean? Is it, is it, are, you talking, are you talking about the same Travis Barker? That's what I'm wondering too. Yeah, right. The same Travis Barker for years from Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, all right. Yeah, I love Blink One Eighty Two. Love their music. Yeah, but the lifestyle is crazy. Let me just say that that lifestyle I mean, is a crazy lifestyle. Um, to me. It's jumping out of the frying pan and jumping into the fire, in my opinion. And yes, Saned, I am wrong. I shouldn't do that. But I'm also realistic. And I don't see it lasting. And I'm just being honest. So, so how much, how much, how long are you guys betting on it? Me get on two, I get on two years. Two years! <laughs> because she, listen, she likes long-term relationships, but she's also miserable as heck. And, um... Yeah, and but, mm. I'm, I'm sorry. Longer than two years. But Travis Barker is a reality person, show person as well. If you go back into Travis, used to have a show with his first wife. This is he's he's pre Kardashian, but he's reality just as much as he is a rocker. So this is something he does as well. It's, it, I'm not going to say whether they're going to last or not that's <laughs> to say, but I just the Travis Barker. I'm hearing this. What I remember from Travis Barker, he's just as cuckoo as the Kardashians. <laughs> but I may be wrong. <laughs> he may have changed. Hey, he may have changed. And yeah. I used to, I used to People punish myself and watch his first show. And this is not his first major accident either. He had a major accident years ago. So he's Let's... cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and been there for a long time, way before the Kardashians. <laughs> his first wife, was she black? Because no, the kids look no, mixed. No, she, no, she, no, she, Melissa Kennedy, no. Those children look a little mixed. Okay, I'm just saying. All right. So it's the Travis in them. It's the Travis in them. Trust me. He just won't admit it. Mm. <laughs> this is his what third marriage? Okay. I think. Yeah, he's so been married he, quite a bit. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the third one. And I was wondering, thanks for that, Rosola, because I was like, wasn't there a reality show where they did like? I think where it was like to death to us. I might have been wrong about that. No, there was a reality show. Yeah, <laughs> and they were crazy. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, it was like really off. Um, yeah. I wouldn't put a wager on people's relationship because <laughs> you know, forgive me. Okay, all right, all of y'all coming down on me. So you know something, I'm gonna apologize. No, don't I'm gonna do that. take it back, and I should not do that. You're all right. I was wrong for that. <laughs> I'm just but saying, you meant it. Not if you meant anything. it, don't take it back. Don't take it back because I, if it's, you know, what I'm saying. But I'm saying for me, like, I see where you're going with it, and I, and I, 
I, I, you know what I do now? When I see stuff like that, I just fly past or I, I unfollow people if my mind start thinking negative on them because it's their life and, and they swear they, you know, they are committed to it. I just, I had to look up how many times he's been married and I think that there is, there's a lot there. And I also don't feel like she has the support from her family as she should should yeah that's what i think she's different though you know she does things very differently she goes against right. it perry what you eating because me here the plate scraping what you eating my <laughs> two fry fish okay no 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 me hungry no, no. don't say that that's <laughs> showing <laughs> off now take that back terry take oh. that back nobody wants you why jealous of that one. Oh gosh <laughs> but as um alexia said in the chat two mad people can work it out so let's see let's see what happens right um because we all have a little bit of crazy in us right i know i do <laughs> i know i have a whole lot <laughs> so let's see how it plays out i'm gonna behave myself and i'm gonna wish them well a good two Listen, years so <laughs> if you want to take away a job on a kardashian um relationship go right ahead you know lost money <laughs> At this point, don't you think? Oh my God! We'll, uh, yes, we'll license Yes, yes, I agree. So the bill. Me? Yeah, <laughs> said six months. You said six, six months. months. Wow! <laughs> so that's even wow. worse than me. So I'm not so bad after all, folks. See, I was being gracious. I was, you know, being generous. <laughs> no, but remember, no, getting married. Remember, no, getting married. All of these things. This is a part of their reality show. It's all for you know show. for the fan yeah it's a show yeah i don't know if these ladies are capable of loving i don't know it's so harsh and all of that but like they play too much them play them play rough enough <laughs> them play rough but <laughs> uh, poor Kanye, look look well okay we're not even gonna go down that home. street we're not even gonna go down that street them play too rough man i am tell you when them are gonna stop play rough but them book up a jamaican man <laughs> No, 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 no. They have Tristan. They have Tristan. Tristan and a Jamaican. He's not Jamaican. We don't accept him. We don't accept him. One Jamaican man who scared them straight. May not ask no question. What you say? One Jamaican man. Them need a popcorn in them life. No, them them need one yardy. And then they would have stopped playing rough. Them need an intense and our eye water, a skilly bang. No, no, <laughs> no, no. They want one more time and they like. <laughs> oh my gosh. Which I would never. He would never, never touch them with a 10 yard stick. That's, that's facts. A, um, no, but that's what I'm saying. Girls, dear. When you're not an in demand, when you can't just say, on to the next one. Because oh. no. <laughs> we we'll have no doubt we can get the next one. Ooh, you know what? Let's keep it moving. No, listen, Billboard. Listen, equal, equal, equal. The guys are there for the right. Trust me. You know you have a valid point, and uh, yeah, and that, that's right. it's so funny you're saying because, because nobody knew about Travis, Travis Barker for a while. Yeah, you know what I mean, he just has been off the ear, whatever. Now he's being booked for the biggest shows and everything right now. So, it, you know? so it's publicity. Oh, really? It is publicity. A lot of these marriages um, in Hollywood are publicity marriages. Yes, Kim, need, she need a bone to kill her, but I have to keep it moving, folks. So, Billboard Music Awards 2022. Here are the winners. Dojo Cat. Um, no, lie. I'm lying. For top artist, I'm sorry, Drake. 
top new artist, Olivia Rodrigo. I need to look this person up because I don't know any song this person sings, but she got top new artist, top male artist, Drake. Um, Harry, close your mic for me, please. Top male ar artist, Drake. Top female artist, Olivia Rodrigo. Top duo or group, BTS. B is that the Chinese group? BTS? I Korean, don't know. Korean, Korean. Korean. Oh! Not Chinese, Asian. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right, moments. Thank you for the correction there. Um, top Billboard 200 artist, Taylor Swift. Top 100 artist, Olivia Rodrigo. She seems to be a big winner for that night. Top streaming songs artist, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, top song sales artist, BTS. Uh, top radio song artist, Olivia. Again, top Billboard 200 artist, new, Olivia. Top Billboard global artist, Ed Sheeran. Top touring artist, the Rolling Stones for their No Filter Tour. Top R&B artist, Dojo Cat. Dojo Cat got it over Silk Sonic. Okay. Um, top R&B male artist, The Weeknd. <laughs> so now his money is going to go up, folks. Y'all were sleeping on The Weeknd, clowning him out for wanting $8 million for doing Coachella. Facts. Well, now he's going to get that $8 Facts. million dollars next year. <laughs> yes, he does. He feels it coming. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh, gosh, leave that boy alone. Top R&B female artist, Dojo Cat. Top R&B tour, Bruno Mars and At The Park MGM. Top rap artist, Drake. Did anybody else compete? Well, it was Juice World, Lil Baby, Moneybag, Yo Polo G. Don't know who those are, but Drake took it anyway. Top rap male artist, Drake. Top rap female artist, Body yaddy 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 Megan the Stallion. Top rap tour. Omarion and Bow Wow, the millet the millet. Well, they were going up against Little Baby and J. Cole. But I would think J. Cole would be a better um you know what? Who am I? I don't have a vote, so I don't have a say. So Omarion and Bow Wow won that one for the Millennium Tour 2021. Top country artist. Taylor Swift, she never loses, does she? I don't think so. Top country male artist, Morgan Wallen, whoever that is. Top country female artist, Taylor Swift. Top country duo or a group, Dan and Shay. Top country tour, Eric Church. Top rock artist, Glass Animals. Top rock tour, The Rolling Stones. Top Latin artist, Bad Bunny. Oh, Bad Bunny went up against Faruko, Cali, Carol. Okay, Alejandro. Okay, yeah, but Bad Bunny, yeah, that's for sure. Top Latin male artist, Bad Bunny. Top Bad Bunny to me is like the trap for reggaeton. That's what he represents for me. Top Latin female artist, Cali Uchis. Top Latin duo, El Sabon Armado. Top Latin tour. They did not give that to my Enrique Iglesias y Ricky Martin. No? No. They give it to Los Bukis. Who the hell is that? Somebody knew that we're too old to know. Okay, I'm done. I have to go look this up. How could you not give it to my baby Enrique? Ah, I, I need to have some conversation with some people. No, right? It's not right. Top dance electronic artist Lady Gaga. She still puts out music. She went up against Calvin Harris, who I love. I love David Guetta as well. 
I don't know who Marshmello and Tiesto are. don't know those people. Top Christian artists went to Yee. Is that in Kanye? Is Kanye, that yes. His new name. Con, uh, top Christian artists? Yay. Uh, okay. All right. Um, Hello. Hello. All right. How do you not know about Sundays or whatever it's called? Okay. All right. I don't give a crap. I Sunday service. Sunday service. Okay. Top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one when he went to Jamaica and tried to sell Jamaican memorabilia. Okay. Okay. Let me stop right there. Top gospel artist. But you're going to win for Christian artists. Kanye. Yeah, really. Top gospel artist. He not hold the hell up. These were the people he went up against. Maverick City Music. Kirk Franklin. Elevation Worship. C.C. Winans. And Yee was the winner for Top Gospel Artist? Is this not the Billboard Award, ma'am? I was going to say <gasps> Billboard. This is the <laughs> Billboard Award. It's all bought. It's the Billboard. Pay attention to what you got. Yeah, you got to read the headline. I mean, ooh, that sounded weird. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a Billboard Award. Tell me, shut up now. You can try. You, like, here, here's the thing. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Here's the thing. Don't watch the messenger. Listen to the message. And I'm done speaking. Have you heard any of his music? I have to go listen now. <laughs> no. Speaking as a sinner, I'll tell you this. Me cry for one of them someday already. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have to go listen. But the thing is, it's not him majority of the time. It's all these other singers who are amazing, who didn't get paid and are suing him for $30 million. What you just said? Yay. Wow. <gasps> Ladies all and right. gentlemen, I do have to keep it moving, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, moment. Yes. Is, there, is there a reggae, is there a reggae con con or a category or no? No, no, no reggae, reggae. No reggae category. I'm so sorry. No world that. music category. Nope, nothing like none that. of that. Oh. No, okay, thank you. Yep, so here's what we need to be looking out for. DJ Naturalist presents Classic Sundays every Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and tune into Naturalist Live with DJ Naturalist every Monday and Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern inside the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com. It's music, news, and naturalist views. Monday nights are made for days after dark. It's real relationship talk. Join Moments, Sanat Rosolo, and Marlon at 10 p.m. Eastern on Clubhouse. And tune in to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. If you missed last night's episode, go ahead and check it out right here on Clubhouse and Days After Dark. And you can also listen on JanoRadio.com. Click on podcasts and scroll down. Join us next week for another stimulating conversation. Check out the Jano Radio crew on JanoRadio.com and download the Jano Radio app today. J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Join Rosolo on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, DJ Rookie. Tuesdays at 9-11 p.m. 9-11 p.m. Eastern for Vibes Tuesdays. Thursdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's DJ Lanky Maddie. Fridays, it's Wanted Fridays with Mixmaster Kevon, and he returns on Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays, 4 to 7. It's Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple. 
Sundays, 4 to 7, he returns with Big People Sunday. Coming up after the music break, it is a moment with me. Here is Erica Banks with Bussette. He was stand for my stand, so I took him to the spot. I don't wanna talk, I wanna be in your mouth. Said that get out, he ain't packing with a clock. Begging for a dance, he ain't even get a chance. Throw it back and let it land, ain't no begging me to stop. Eat the up on Tuesday, back in the side, yo, two ways. Give me that top like two, pay. Slipping on the like cool, late. One gonna be enough, I need two, base. Let my throat like do, say. Lick on the tip like brew, lay. I'ma do whatever you say now, watch. When you are joyful, when you say yes to life and have fun and project positivity all around you, you become a sun in the center of every constellation. And people want to be near you. So be that light of positivity for yourself and for others. Shannon L. Alder. That was Erica Banks with Busset. To all the listeners tuned in on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone who joined on Clubhouse where the conversation happens, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and joining me for Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. It is Rosolo's birthday, so we celebrated her today by playing club music. Yes, those trap bangers. Thank you, Marlon, um, for putting me through the hard work of trying to find clean versions. It was no easy task, but it was all worth it. Whatever you do, folks, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye.